The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. I hope you're dealing well with the changes in weather. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday, October 20th, 2022. Thursday of the 29th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Paul of the Cross. Born in 1694, after a brief time as a soldier, he turned to solitary prayer and developed a devotion to the Passion of Christ. That devotion nurtured his compassion and supported a preaching ministry that touched the hearts of many listeners. In 1720, Paul founded the Congregation of the Passion, known as the Passionists, whose members combined devotion to Christ's passion with preaching to the poor and rigorous penances. Paul was elected Superior General of the Congregation in 1747 and spent the remainder of his life in Rome. Paul of the Cross died in 1775. St. Paul of the Cross. Pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Eternal Father, I offer you everything I do this day, my work, my prayers, my apostolic efforts, my time with family and friends, my hours of relaxation, my difficulties, problems, distress, which I shall try to bear with patience. Join these my gifts to the unique offering which Jesus Christ, your Son, renews today in the Eucharist. Grant, I pray, that vivified by the Holy Spirit and united to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, my life this day may be of service to you and your children and help consecrate the world to you. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for the Church, ever faithful to and courageous in preaching the Gospel. May the Church be a community of solidarity, fraternity, and welcome, always living in an atmosphere of synodality. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and Angel, intercede for me. Saint Margaret Mary Alacoque is the saint most associated with devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. She was a French nun of the Order of the Visitation of Our Lady. We celebrated her feast a few days ago on October the 16th. Jesus appeared to her four times between 1673 and 1675 in a place called paris le monial in France, revealing his love for mankind through his sacred heart and encouraging her to spread devotion to his heart. The visions showed her Christ's heart aflame, on fire, and our Lord used the image of fire to describe his love for all men and women, and especially for St. Margaret Mary. In one vision, Jesus said, My divine heart is so inflamed with love for men, and for you in particular, 
that being unable any longer to contain within itself the flames of its burning charity, it must spread them abroad by your means. About another apparition she wrote, After this he asked me for my heart, which I begged him to take. He did so, and placed it in his own adorable heart, where he showed it to me as a little atom which was being consumed in this great furnace, and withdrawing it from there as a burning flame in the form of a heart, he restored it to the place from where he had taken it. The idea is that Jesus took St. Margaret's heart, put it within his own, like a tiny atom within a great furnace, and gave her heart back to her, but with something of his own fire. And she wrote this about the third apparition. From all parts of his sacred humanity there issued flames, but especially from his adorable breast, which was like a furnace. Opening it, he showed me his loving and lovable heart as the living source of those flames. Now I don't know what you got from this account, my friend, but whatever you got, I think one thing is pretty clear. The reality of fire. Jesus' heart is on fire. It's a blaze for love of humanity. And this helps us to understand today's Gospel, where our Lord tells us, I have come to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were blazing already. Jesus, you're not a pyromaniac. Pyromania is described as a type of impulse control disorder that is characterised by being unable to resist starting fires. Well, Lord, that's not you. When you talk of your desire to bring fire to the earth and wish it were blazing already, you are telling us something about your love for us. It's the same fire that we see on the day of Pentecost, the fire of your love. The Holy Spirit, who is the living love between the Father and the Son, enkindled that fire in the hearts of the apostles and they went out to preach. Together with the sound of a mighty wind, we read that there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributed and resting on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. We're told that there were people from all sorts of countries in Jerusalem that day. And we learn that as a result of the apostles' preaching, some 3,000 people were baptised. It was the beginning of that fire on earth which Jesus wanted to spread. Now my friend, if you're listening to this meditation, in whatever country you are, it shows that the fire has reached you. It's good to think of that. You have your Christian faith because men and women on fire with God's love came to your country. I think of my own land here in England where the faith was brought by St. Augustine of Canterbury and by other monks in AD 597. He had been sent by Pope St. Gregory the Great and when he reached Gaul, which is modern day France, he heard tales of how barbarian the Britons were and how dangerous the mission would be. So he and his monks wrote letters to the Pope suggesting that they turn back. But the Holy Father sent them a beautiful lesson about the importance of perseverance. It's better not to start something than to start it and give up, the Pope explained. Well, encouraged by Gregory, they went to Britain and in spite of many trials, they were basically successful in their work of evangelization. They brought the fire of faith to England. 
And God wants you to catch fire and to spread that fire to others. The fire of his love. Jesus wants to put your heart in his, to catch something of his fire, to share it to others. This teaches us that to evangelize, we have to know Jesus. We can't give what we haven't got. If we don't really know Jesus, we can't share him with others. Apostolate, evangelization, call it what you like, sharing our faith with others, St. Josemir taught, is the overflow of our life within. Or going back to that fire metaphor, fire ignites other things. To give fire, you need to be on fire. Now of course, these ten minutes of prayer are one very good way to ignite that fire, to keep it blazing and make it blaze ever more. Prayer is an amazing spiritual bonfire. It enkindles the fire of love. We throw onto it the wood of our daily events, which we tell God about in our prayer, and that nourishes the blaze. Jesus, we want to have a real and tender devotion to your sacred heart, which speaks to us of your love for humanity. You are perfect God and perfect man. You loved with a human heart. You rejoiced and you also wept. True faith is not cold and abstract. It's to imitate you, Jesus, in your humanity and therefore to be truly human, just as you are also truly human, truly God and truly man. We also need to put our heart into our faith and into our relationship with you and with others. But because you are God, Lord Jesus, you could see ahead to the whole of history. And this explains what follows in today's Gospel. You tell us, Do you suppose that I am here to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on a household of five will be divided, three against two and two against three. The father divided against the son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. There is a fire of love which comes from you, Lord Jesus, which gives warmth, which heals, which unites. But there's something like an anti-fire, the fire of hell, which comes from the devil. It's striking how in the Gospels you speak to us of the fire you want to spread, but you also warn us about the fire of hell, which never goes out. As God, you made creation good, but the devil came along almost immediately to try to spoil it. Against your fire of love, the devil tries to spread a fire of hatred and division. We see it all the time in human history. Alas, we're seeing it very much today with so much violence and oppression in so many countries. The Ukraine, Yemen, Nicaragua, Myanmar, Afghanistan, China, Nigeria and elsewhere. Let's pray for peace in all these places where violence in one form or another is being done. Jesus, when you talked of division among families because of Christianity, it wasn't because you wanted it. You are the Prince of Peace. In fact, precisely what causes division is the rejection of your love. Divisions come so often because people reject your love. Instead of your saving fire of love, they choose the destructive fire of Satan. Having said that, it can happen at times that we Christians are very clumsy in how we do things. We might impose the faith or ram it down people's throats. And people can oppose Christianity not out of bad will, but out of genuine ignorance. 
So as Christians, we must be careful to share the fire of Christ sensitively, always respecting people's freedom. Faith should be more a candle offering a gentle light than a destroying flamethrower. Mother Mary, you shared your faith so joyfully, so generously with your cousin Elizabeth. When you went in haste to her, who bore within herself St. John the Baptist, you were the model of evangelization. You carried Christ both in your body and in your heart. Your journey was a work of charity. You gave joy to both children and the elderly, to men and to women, to all the vulnerable. You shared Christ's fire and you enkindled that fire in them. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. 19 past the hour on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday, October 20th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin this day of prayer with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth, and all nations learn your saving help. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples, you guide the nations on earth. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. The earth has yielded its fruit. For God, our God, has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing till the ends of the earth revere him. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. 
Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. the Lord is a strong shield for all who put their trust in him. The word word of the Lord is a strong shield for all who put their trust in him. As for God, his ways are perfect. The word of the Lord, purest gold. He indeed is the shield of all who make him their refuge. For who is God but the Lord? Who is a rock but our God? the God who girds me with strength and makes the path safe before me. My feet you made swift as the deer's. You have made me stand firm on the heights. You have trained my hands for battle and my arms to bend the heavy bow. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. The word word of the Lord is a strong shield for all who put their trust in him. Your strong right hand has upheld me, Lord. Your strong right hand has upheld me, Lord. You gave me your saving shield. You upheld me, trained me with care. You gave me freedom for my steps. My feet have never slipped. I pursued and overtook my foes, never turning back till they were slain. I smote them so they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. You girded me with strength for battle. You made my enemies fall beneath me. You made my foes take flight. Those who hated me, destroyed. They cried, but there was no one to save them. They cried to the Lord, but in vain. I crushed them fine as the dust before the wind, trod them down like dirt in the streets. You saved me from the feuds of the people and put me at the head of the nations. People unknown to me served me. When they heard of me, they obeyed me. Foreign nations came to me cringing, 
foreign nations faded away. They came trembling out of their strongholds. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Your Your strong right hand has upheld me, Lord. May the living God, my Savior, be praised forever. May May the living God, my Savior, be praised forever. Long life to the Lord, my rock. Praised be the God who saves me, the God who gives me redress and subdues people under me. You saved me from my furious foes. You set me above my assailants. You saved me from violent men. So I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing a psalm to your name. He has given great victories to his king and shown his love for his anointed, for David and his sons forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, our strength and salvation, put in us the flame of your love, and make our love for you grow to a perfect love which reaches to our neighbor. May May the the living God, my Savior, be praised forever. Open my eyes, Lord, that I may see the wonders of your law. A reading from the book of Esther. On the third day, Esther put on her royal garments and stood in the inner courtyard looking toward the royal palace, while the king was seated on his royal throne in the audience chamber, facing the palace doorway. He saw Queen Esther standing in the courtyard, and made her welcome by extending toward her the golden staff which he held. She came up to him and touched the top of the staff. Then the king said to her, What is it, Queen Esther? What is your request? Even if it is half of my kingdom, it shall be granted you. If it please your majesty, Esther replied, Come today with Haman to a banquet I have prepared. And the king ordered, Have Haman Make haste to fulfill the will of Esther. So the king and Haman went to the banquet with Queen Esther. Again, on this second day, during the drinking of the wine, the king said to Esther, Whatever you ask, Queen Esther, shall be granted you. Whatever request you make shall be honored, even for half the kingdom. Queen Esther replied, I have found favor with you, O king, and if it pleases your majesty, 
I ask that my life be spared, and I beg that you spare the lives of my people. For my people and I have been delivered to destruction, slaughter, and extinction. If we were to be sold into slavery, I would remain silent. But as it is, the enemy will be unable to compensate for the harm done to the king. Who and where, said King Ahasuerus to Queen Esther, is the man who has dared to do this? Esther replied, The enemy oppressing us is this wicked Haman. At this Haman was seized with dread of the queen and king. The king left the banquet in anger and went into the garden of the palace, but Haman stayed to beg Queen Esther for his life since he saw that the king had decided on his doom. When the king returned from the garden of the palace to the banquet hall, Haman had thrown himself on the couch on which Esther was reclining, and the king exclaimed, Will he also violate the queen while she is with me in my own house? Scarcely had the king spoken when the face of Haman was covered over. Arbona, one of the eunuchs who attended the king, said, At the house of Haman stands a gibbet, fifty cubits high. Haman prepared it for Mordecai, who gave the report that benefited the king. The king answered, Hang him on it. So they hanged Haman on the gibbet which he had made ready for Mordecai and the anger of the king abated. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to to God. God. Israel cried out to the Lord, and the Lord saved his people. He He delivered delivered him from from all evil and worked great wonders among the nations. Proclaim this with shouts of joy. The Lord has redeemed his servant Jacob. He He delivered him from all evil and worked great wonders among the nations. A reading from a letter to Proba by St. Augustine, Bishop. You may still want to ask why the Apostle said, We do not know what it is right to pray for, because surely we cannot believe that either he or those to whom he wrote did not know the Lord's Prayer. He showed that he himself shared this uncertainty. Did he know what it is right to pray for when he was given a thorn in the flesh, an angel of Satan to bruise him, so that he might not be puffed up by the greatness of what was revealed to him? Three times he asked the Lord to take it away from him, which showed that he did not know what he should ask for in prayer. At last, he heard the Lord's answer, explaining why the prayer of so great a man was not granted, and why it was not expedient for it to be granted. My grace is sufficient for you, for power shines forth more perfectly in weakness. 
In the kind of affliction, then, which can bring either good or ill, we do not know what it is right to pray for. Yet because it is difficult, troublesome, and against the grain for us, weak as we are, we do what every human would do. We pray that it may be taken away from us. We owe, however, at least this much in our duty to God. If he does not take it away, we must not imagine that we are being forgotten by him, but, because of our loving endurance of evil, must await greater blessings in its place. In this way, power shines forth more perfectly in weakness. These words are written to prevent us from having too great an opinion of ourselves if our prayer is granted. When we are impatient in asking for something that it would be better not to receive, and to prevent us from being dejected and distrustful of God's mercy toward us if our prayer is not granted, when we ask for something that would bring us greater affliction or completely ruin us through the corrupting influence of prosperity. In these cases, we do not know what it is right to ask for in prayer. Therefore, if something happens that we did not pray for, we must have no doubt at all that what God wants is more expedient than what we have wanted ourselves. Our great mediator gave us an example of this. After he had said, Father, if it is possible, let this cup be taken away from me, he immediately added, Yet, not what I will, but what you will, Father, so transforming the human will that was his through his taking a human nature. As a consequence, and rightly so, through the obedience of one man, the many are made righteous. Ask, and it will be given to you. For whoever asks will receive, whoever seeks will find, whoever knocks, the door will be opened to him. The Lord is near to all who call upon him in truth. For whoever asks will receive, whoever seeks will find, whoever knocks, the door will be opened to him. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, Grant that we may always conform our will to yours and serve your majesty in sincerity of heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 24 minutes before the hour and today's gospel is coming right up along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday, October 20th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek, and today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible the Lord tells His disciples, Look guys, here's why I came. It's from the 12th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. I came to cast fire upon the earth and would that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how I am constrained until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For henceforth in one house there will be five divided, three against two and two against three. 
they will be divided, father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against her mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Jesus tells us that he has come to cast fire on the world, and he calls on us to spread that fire. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. Apostolate in the middle of the world should spread like wildfire. Each Christian who lives the faith seriously becomes a point of ignition at his or her place of work among friends and acquaintances. But this phenomenon will occur only when we make concrete the advice St. Paul gave to the Philippians. Have this mind among yourselves, which was in Christ Jesus. The Apostle challenges all Christians to live out in their lives as much as possible those sentiments which filled the Divine Redeemer when he offered himself up as a sacrifice. Imitate his humility and present to God Almighty all the adoration, honor, praise, and thanksgiving. This oblation is realized primarily in the Holy Mass, the unbloody renewal of the sacrifice of the cross. The Second Vatican Council teaches concerning the contribution of the laity for all their works, prayers, and apostolic endeavors, their ordinary married and family life, their daily occupations, their physical and mental relaxation, if carried out in the spirit, and even the hardships of life, if patiently borne, all these become spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Together with the offering of the Lord's body, they are most fittingly offered in the celebration of the Eucharist. Thus, as those everywhere who adore in holy activity, the laity consecrate the world itself to God. Christian life ought to be an imitation of the life of Christ, a participation in his divine sonship. Through this way of life, we will learn from Jesus how to relate to other people. When Jesus saw the multitude, he had compassion on them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd. Life held no meaning for them. Jesus had compassion on these people. His love was so great that he went to the extent of giving up his life for them and us on the cross. This is the divine love which should fill our hearts. Then we too will have compassion on the people around us who perhaps have strayed from the Lord. With the help of God's grace and our genuine friendship, hopefully we will bring these souls back to the Master. In the Holy Mass, a surging current of divine love is transmitted from the Son to the Father through the Holy Spirit. The follower of the Lord participates in this love since he or she is incorporated in Christ. The Christian then extends this love to other people and to all earthly realities, which are thereby sanctified and made into a fitting offering to God. Our apostolate should have its roots in the Mass and should from there draw its efficacy, for the Mass is nothing less than the realization of the redemption in our time by means of apostolic Christians. Jesus came on earth to redeem everyone because he wished all men to be saved. 
There is not a single soul in whom Christ is not interested. Each soul has cost him the price of his blood. If we truly imitate our Lord's example, we can never be indifferent towards any soul. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. It's available at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, we pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Awake, lyre and harp, with praise let us awake the dawn. Awake, lyre and harp, with praise let us awake the dawn. Have mercy on me, God, have mercy, for in you my soul has taken refuge. In the shadow of your wings I take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. I call to God the Most High, to God who has always been my help. May he send from heaven and save me, and shame those who assail me. May God send us his truth and his love. 
My soul lies down among lions who would devour the sons of men. Their teeth are spears and arrows, their tongue a sharpened sword. O God, arise above the heavens. May your glory shine on earth. They laid a snare for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my path, but fell in it themselves. My heart is ready, O God, my heart is ready. I will sing, I will sing your praise. Awake, my soul, awake, lyre and harp. I will awake the dawn. I will thank you, Lord, among the peoples, among the nations, I will praise you, for your love reaches to the heavens and your truth to the skies. O God, arise above the heavens, may your glory shine on earth. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was in the beginning, is now. And, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, send your mercy and your truth to rescue us from the snares of the devil, and we will praise you among the peoples and proclaim you to the nations, happy to be known as companions of your Son. Awake, lyre and harp. With praise let us awake the dawn. My people, says the Lord, will be filled with my blessings. My people, says the Lord, will be filled with my blessings. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations. Proclaim it on distant coasts and say, He who scattered Israel now gathers them together. He guards them as a shepherd his flock. The Lord shall ransom Jacob. He shall redeem him from the hand of his conqueror. Shouting, they shall mount the heights of Zion. They shall come streaming to the Lord's blessings, the grain, the wine, and the oil, the sheep and the oxen. They themselves shall be like watered gardens. Never again shall they languish. Then the virgins shall make merry and dance, and young men and old as well. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will console and gladden them after their sorrows. I will lavish choice portions upon the priests, and my people shall be filled with my blessings, says the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. My people, says the Lord, will be filled with my blessings. The Lord is great and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. The Lord is great and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. The Lord is great and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. His holy mountain rises in beauty, the joy of all the earth. Mount Zion, true pole of the earth, the great king's city. God, in the midst of his citadels, has shown himself its stronghold. For the kings assembled together, 
Together, they advanced. They saw. At once they were astounded. Dismayed, they fled in fear. A trembling seized them there, like the pangs of birth. By the east wind, you have destroyed the ships of Tarshish. As we have heard, so we have seen, in the city of our God, in the city of the Lord of hosts, which God upholds forever. O God, we ponder your love within your temple. Your praise, O God, like your name, reaches to the ends of the earth. With justice your right hand is filled. Mount Zion rejoices. The people of Judah rejoice at the sight of your judgments. Walk through Zion. Walk all round it. Count the number of its towers. Review all its ramparts. Examine its castles, that you may tell the next generation that such is our God, our God forever and always. It is He who leads us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Father, the body of your risen Son is the temple not made by human hands and the defending wall of the new Jerusalem. May this holy city built of living stones shine with spiritual radiance and witness to your greatness in the sight of all nations. The Lord Lord is great and and worthy to be praised in this city of our God. A reading from Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, The heavens are my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house can you build for me? What is to be my resting place? My hand made all these things when all of them came to be, says the Lord. This is the one whom I approve, the lowly and afflicted man who trembles at my word. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. From the depths of my heart I cry to you, hear me, O Lord. From From the the depths depths of my heart I cry cry to you, hear me, me, O Lord. I will do what you desire, hear Hear me, me, O Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. From From the the depths depths of my heart I I cry cry to you, hear me, me, O Lord. Let us serve the Lord in holiness, and he will save us from our enemies. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight, all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, 
For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Let us serve the Lord in holiness, and he will save us from our enemies. The Lord Jesus Christ has given us the light of another day. In return, we thank him as we cry out, Lord, bless us and bring us close to you. Lord, bless us and bring us close to you. You offered yourself in sacrifice for our sins. Accept our intentions and our work today. Lord, bless us and bring us close to you. You bring us joy by the light of another day. Let the morning star rise in our hearts. Lord, bless us and bring us close to you. Give us strength to be patient with those we meet today. And so imitate you. Lord, bless us and bring us close to you. Make us aware of your mercy this morning, Lord. And let your strength be our delight. Lord, bless us and bring us close to you. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. All-powerful and ever-living God, at morning, noon, and evening we pray. Cast out from our hearts the darkness of sin and bring us to the light of your truth. Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is up next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the relevant radio app. Go out, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.